Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds, the sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. And this is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, if you were not one of the people that showed up to camp today in a car, it was awesome. The weather was great. It was 90 degrees, maybe 88. Still air. It's going to be maybe a storm tomorrow afternoon. That'll wash Cobbacy clean, get us restarted. It was a hot day, but it was a bright day. A great day to start. That was the weather for today. And before we step into the Blue Sheet Report for today which was the 20th of July, arrival day for second session. I think it's probably worth just letting you know why the podcast exists at all. A long time ago, now, we're talking, I think, five years maybe, uh, we just decided that, that we needed to do something about the fact that every single time a Cobbacy boy went home, delighted with his summer, his parents would ask him how summer was, and he would say, good, or awesome or sweet exciting and that was it that's all the detail they would get and i heard about this over and over and over about how they just needed more information than parents they wanted to be part of the story and so the podcast was born and it has a basic structure there is an opening the one you just heard then there's the blue sheet report basically the basics of the day that day maybe the laundry day and the weather and maybe the food sometimes the food gets mentioned and then the schedule and the Kaaba choices and the stuff that's coming up and the stuff that is happening that day. And then there's a found sound interlude of some type. And then the second half of the podcast is what I saw today. And you'll hear some of that today. And then we always start with a camp song, which you've already heard. And that is the Far Away song written by my good buddy, Mike Heward, who is the head counselor here for five years. And then on the far end is the Kabasi Goodnight song. We are told by our parents and the people who listen to the podcast that those two songs get stuck in their heads. Well, they're stuck in our heads too, so now you're part of the team. And that's basically it. It should last about 10 minutes. It's a nice way to have the day go down. I'm guessing, given how long today was, that maybe this will be put up a little later than most of you are still up, but maybe you'll hear it. If not, it's great breakfast food. We hear that the Camp Cobbacy families listen to this at bedtime sometimes, often, and this is something that was in, invented by parents, they'll watch the, the listen to the podcast and then they'll click through the photos and it becomes a multimedia presentation. You can do whatever you need to do. Um, and you can also subscribe to this on SoundCloud and you can also just follow it on our website at the bottom of the first page. So that's all the details about the podcast. I sent an email or we just sent an email earlier, maybe an hour ago, 
um, that gave a whole bunch of information about the bunks and also about this podcast. So there you go. Okay, enough about that. Time for the Blue Sheet Report. So today was Arrival Day, and Arrival Day always goes through a series of events in sequence. The first thing that happened today was that there are no boys here, except for a few boys who arrived last night from California and from overseas, a couple of French boys. And they got to walk around camp and have a blast with a bunch of really cool counselors. And then the rest of us were just getting ready. There was literally still painting happening. There was the putting down of new bark in our eating area outside. There was the shuffling of beds and the prepping of the mattresses and all the other stuff that goes along with switching from one session to a second session. And that's all the things that got finished. Little fine tunings this morning. The light bulb is out. The, um, you know, the, the stairway needs another little railing piece. We need to paint this one little thing. Just small stuff. Small stuff to make us feel ready. Then we had a, li- a nice Lewis Lee lunch. And then the parents began arriving at 1, at 1 o'clock. One of the things that has been maybe surprising to me last session was that the boys who started when I first started as a camp director nine years ago here, I was a camp director somewhere else first, um, they are now Sachem and or moving into coming back as counselors. So if they're a little bit older than the early years, nine years ago, they're back as counselors. And the boys who were seven or eight, nine years ago, um, or rather six, they are Sachem or they just have graduated. And it's really just meaningful to see them here and to see them as young men and to see who they might look like when they're full-grown men. And it's really powerful to see that change. So that's a big feature of today. Literally, as kids are getting out of the cars. As the cars pulled up in the summer heat, it was pretty interesting to see the different boys' responses to being at Cobbsy. Most of the boys were over the moon. There were boys that were literally climbing out of the windows of the cars, rolling very, very slowly, less than a mile an hour, just to be out in camp. They knew that they couldn't get out of their their cars until we'd gotten the COVID test back, and they still were sitting on the windowsills. Their parents were driving, so, you know, um, and uh, beaming at us. They're so glad to be back. And then there are other cars. I would come up to the window, and the whole car was shaking back and forth because the boys inside it just couldn't believe it. And that was one of the ways. They'd roll down the window, and there's a whole melee happening in there because the kids were so excited. And then there'd be another one where the back window would, you know, maybe it was tinted or something, it would roll down, and there'd be a boy just sitting on the edge of his seat, eyes wide and grinning, like he can't believe it's really happening. And that was most of the cars, maybe 90% of the cars. Every so often, the window would roll down, and there'd be a boy in there, and he would look a little worried. Maybe, just maybe, some tears, just on the edges of his eyes. Because this was a lot. And he didn't know yet in his, in his gut that this is a camp full of people that were going to love him and accept him and show him all kinds of cool ways to grow. That hasn't happened to that boy in question yet, although it definitely will. And those are kind of, is it weird that those are some of my favorite ones? I feel in those moments like I am a dad at... You know, I grew up in a, in a household that celebrated Christmas, and I um, imagine what it was like for my dad to know what was coming for, the, for us. I have two sisters, for myself and Julia and Sarah, because he knew what was going to be underneath that tree. That's kind of how it feels when I see somebody who's a little bit nervous at first, because I know what waits for that boy here at Camp Cobbesee. 
And he does it, and he's understandably worried. It's a big transition. There were two boys today, and uh, the mom and I know each other, and she was looking back and forth at me with her eyes, and I could tell what that sentence meant. It meant these guys are excited, but they're mostly nervous. And I talked with them, and maybe they got some shy smiles. Maybe they uh, looked sort of serious. Kind of a little bit of both, but um, man, give us a week. Holy smokes, wait till we see what's on the faces after a week. Give us a day. We'll get to that in a second. So I actually enjoyed the parade of cars a great deal today. You never knew what you were going to get. Windows rolling down, speaking of presents being opened. And there were some boys who something very, very awesome is about to happen to, and they're a little nervous about it. And I can't wait for the thing to happen for them. All right, and then it was time to get all those boys out of those cars, and all the parents drove down the road, and highly recommend if you're in the neighborhood, the A1 Diner. That's a great place to go. Really awesome. Also, Second Street Bed and Breakfast. If you haven't already made your plans for visiting day, recommend both those things. They are awesome places run by awesome people. Anyway, uh, then it was time for the buses and the buses showed up and I think that they, you know, there's this thing there that our staff sometimes talk about, about the difference between second session boys and, and first session boys. And it's funny because, you know, they say that the second session boys have more enthusiasm. My theory is, is that they boys are the same except for the relationship to the time in the summer. Uh, it's the staff that are different. They are they are veterans, they can enjoy their boys, and they, it just seems like they're more enthusiastic. But I will tell you this, today there was a lot of yelling. There were some really fired up kids to be here, just like there were in first session. Uh, and that's because my theory is that they've been hanging out all summer up to this point, and they cannot believe that they're here. They are fired up. It was so loud when that bus pulled up, chanting kids' names. You can see the pictures, but they're bear-hugging each other. And I had to use a megaphone. It was so loud. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty loud. I don't usually need amplification, but I did just to be heard. Kids getting swept up. New boys all wide-eyed getting swept up into some hugs. It was great. Then we played sports. They were out in the sunshine. And then into dinner for Lewis Lee's favorite first night dinner. And that is always his famous and secret fried chicken, mashed potatoes, beautiful salad, and some garlic bread. And boy, did those boys disappear that food. Seconds was destroyed. And then, of course, cookies as big as your face. If you're listening at home, you can put your hands around your face and then pull it out and look at it. That's exactly how big the cookies are. If you have a bigger face, no judgment here, but you could probably find a cookie that would be bigger than it. The cookies were massive with big old chunks of chocolate melted on top. Problematically large. All right. And... I'm going to talk about Bunk Night in the second half of this podcast. And so that is your Blue Sheet Report for today, the 20th of July, the first day of second session. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Camp Cravacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of camp itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's watching a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an inner camp, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one time with a single boy. Those are some of my favorite times. This is what I saw today. 
Cobbacy families, as the world gets more contentious and as technology keeps finding its way into our lives and into our boys' lives, there are certain things that happen at Camp Cobbacy that I value more and more and more and more. Tonight was one of those nights just because of what happened at camp all over camp. It was bunk night. We used to do an opening campfire on the first night of camp. We don't do that anymore because I felt like it really sort of alienated the new boys. And um, they didn't know the words to the songs. and They just sort of felt like they weren't part of the action. And so we do that tomorrow night. And tonight they just get settled in their bunk. They have a bunk meeting. They do the bunk framework, like what are the rules going to be for our bunk and how do we all live in community together, which is one of our values. And then they go out and they have a really fun bunk night. You'll see the pictures here in a bit. But um, what that often looks like is kids in a big group playing in the outdoors, no technology anywhere near them. And uh, there was a, a group playing right outside my office. They were playing a version of what I think was spike ball mixed with ultimate frisbee. So you could like pass the ball back and forth and then you'd score by whipping this ball down on the spike ball net and it shoots back up in the air. The, to tell you the truth, there's a lot of games that get invented here that I don't, I don't totally grasp all the rules because they are, well, let's just say they're fluid. And that's because they're backyard games. I grew up in Pullman, Washington, home of the Washington State Cougars, go Cougs. And my family was solidly middle class. And we had a very, very, very middle of the road, uh, you know, split level ranch. And uh, it had a big, big backyard that backed up to a big backyard across the way. And there was a whole line of big backyards that all faced each other with no fences. And when in the summer, before I discovered summer camp, we would just go back there and play. We could have easily played a game of spike ball and ultimate frisbee if someone had come up with it. We played Grey Wolf. We played the Eye of Sauron. We played all kinds of flashlight games. It was just us rolling around in the cool grass after a hot day, laughing so hard we couldn't breathe. And right outside my window tonight was something exactly like that. Far away from alarms and traffic and noise and sirens and cell phones and Roblox and all the other stuff that sucks up these kids' attention and makes them more anxious and um, just more unhappy. I looked out, over, out off of my porch tonight and there's two boys who are trying to get up from whatever knocked them down and they are laughing so hard they literally can't. They're like on their knees and they're, I don't, they were, one of them was new, one of them was returning. I don't think they've met much longer than getting off the bus. And there they are, side-splitting laughing in the gloaming as the night goes up and the day goes down. And there it is. It's exactly the thing that I remember so fondly from my childhood. First day of camp, the bunk night, the group forming, and the relaxing, the unclenching. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their new friends, or returning, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Once more, and how 